Welcome to the Real Life English Podcast, where we help dedicated English learners just like you cultivate the courage, the confidence, and the skills that you need to understand real life native English, to communicate clearly with people from all around the world, and to make your life an epic global adventure. Now, are you ready to go beyond the classroom and start living your English? Can I get an aw, yeah? If you're not new here, then you know that we love food. It must be a common thing for English speakers because we have so many expressions related to eating and food. So, today we'll look at a bunch of useful everyday expressions and idioms that have to do with eating. Whether or not you are a foodie like us, this episode will help you communicate and understand English more naturally and confidently. Yeah, boys and girls, citizens of the world, this is Ethan from Real Life English, where we believe that listening to podcasts is a fun, natural, convenient, and transcendental way to learn English. So download this podcast and listen to it while you're stuck in traffic, riding the bus, pigging out at an all-you-can-eat buffet, or even folding the laundry. <laughs> I'm joined here in the global studio by the one and only Kase. How's it going, Kase? Hey, everyone. <laughs> You said a word there that was pretty tricky. You said transcendental, I believe. What does transcendental mean? Transcendental means like being beyond ordinary, beyond, you know, a common experience, almost spiritual, you know, supernatural. I certainly hope we have some listeners that feel like our podcast is that kind of experience. <laughs> I'm sure they do. <laughs> so today we're talking all about expressions related to eating, which is something that I believe I speak for both of us. We love to do. But before we get into that, we have a shout out to a very special listener and app user. So Siddharth says, definitely the best app I have ever used to improve my English because I'm preparing for my interviews and it is a compulsion for me to communicate in English. Before, I used to read articles on different applications, but they can't help me in improving my tone. But now I think that I have found a perfect application. Amazing. So, so glad Siddharth is helping you to prepare for something as important as having to do an interview. Certainly can't think of many more high-pressure situations where you need to have uh, confidence in natural English, right? So thanks so much for taking the time to, to use the app. I'm glad that it's helping you for that and for leaving us a review. And if you want us to shout you out, it's really simple. Check out the app if you haven't yet. It's a great way to improve your speaking like Siddhartha's and your listening with this podcast because you get a full transcript and vocabulary. And if you enjoy it, then leave us a five-star review and we can shout you out as well. And that said, before we get into today's main topic, we have a pretty fun segue. We are going to look at some hilarious jokes. <laughs> All right. All right, Kase, are you ready? I have some dad jokes, which we did a whole podcast a few episodes ago with Andrea all about different dad jokes in English, which can be a, a fun icebreaker if you meet someone, maybe on the Real Life app. Uh, but these ones are related to food. So are you ready? I'm ready. <laughs> okay, so I have three of them. So the first one, what do you get when you put three ducks in a box? I don't know. A box of quackers. Oh, <laughs> right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so corny, right? Yeah, so corny. <laughs> <laughs> so it's good. Though. What's uh, 
What, what's the joke there? What What is a box of quackers? Why is that funny? Because it sounds like a box of crackers. So, which are like tiny little biscuits. Yeah. They're like biscuits, but salty rather than sweet, right? Yeah. And usually like quite flat. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. Might eat them with soup. Yeah. More of like a savory biscuit. Salty mm-hmm. biscuit. Oh, but they are salt. They're in, in the US, biscuits are always savory, right? I believe so. Yeah. I mean, like we have different kinds of biscuits, but yeah, I would always think of a biscuit as something that's probably savory unless you have it with honey or something like that. Okay. Yeah. Box of crackers. <laughs> <laughs> and what, what's the play on words there? So it sounds like a box of crackers, mm-hmm. but they said quackers. So it's ducks in a box and it's quackers. Because ducks quack. It's the sound that ducks make. <laughs> so <laughs> ducks quack and a box of quackers would be a box of ducks quacking. So <laughs> crackers quackers. I like to see that, right? Yeah. <laughs> a box of quackers. Uh-huh. Uh, all right. The next one. What did the pecan say to the walnut? Hmm. I don't know. He said, or she said, we're friends because we're both nuts. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, good one. (laughs) First of all, I'm curious, how would you say that first type of nut? I think walnut, we'd say the same, but maybe the other one we say differently. Pecan. You'd say a pecan. So I'd probably say, in some parts of the States, people would say pecan, but I would probably say a pecan. pecan. Mm. I think there are people here who say pecan, but uh, I would say pecan. Like pecanut. (laughs) It's one of those big... uh, Big disputes in the English-speaking world, isn't it? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I was gonna say, like, we don't like we don't say pecan nut, so the n we just sort of combine them pecan pecanut. Pecanut. Oh, that makes sense. I think we just call it a pecan, like not a without a pecan or a pecan uh. without the nut. I don't even know. I th- isn't that like one of the things that pecans aren't actually nuts? <laughs> no. I'm not sure that it's like a fruit or something like that. <laughs> but anyway, for the for this joke, we're saying that a pecan and a walnut are both types of nuts. Yeah. And so what's the joke there that we're friends because we're both nuts. So they're literally nuts, but literally nuts, but like nuts is also uh, another way of saying crazy. It's a word that we use to refer to things or people who are, you know, insane or or crazy. Um, It's a fun way. It's not as like offensive, uh, I think, as saying someone is insane. Uh, so, we, you know, we, we say, let's go nuts. Let's go crazy. So let's have fun. Yeah. So I think in this case, these nuts are friends because they... <laughs> they both like to party. <laughs> they both like to party. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yeah, it's a great expression to use if you want to, in a friendly way, kind of say someone's crazy or someone did something. I don't mm-hmm. know. Your, your friend... I don't know, it went bungee jumping. You could say, man, you're nuts. I could never do that, (laughs) you know, but it's in a playful way, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, And then the last one, why did the student eat his homework? Um, Hmm. I want to get this one. (laughs) (laughs) He ate his homework because, no, I don't know. I don't want to be wrong. Okay, tell me. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's like, these dad jokes, it's impossible to get the answer unless you've heard it before. Uh, the teacher told him it was a piece of cake. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, so, so, so cheesy. Um, yeah, like, yeah, okay, yeah, I get it. Good, good one, good one. It's a good one. So, yeah, what would be the joke there? What does it mean if something's a piece of cake? 
When something's a piece of cake, it's really easy and simple to do. And um, obviously, you know, he's eating eating the the homework because he's imagining that it's literally, uh, or he thinks it's literally, you know, a slice of cake or a piece of cake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He probably didn't do so well on his homework. <laughs> yeah, I'm guessing that. <laughs> so today's podcast probably won't be a piece of cake because there's some mm-hmm. challenging new idioms and expressions that you can add to your base of vocabulary that you can start using right away in conversations. Maybe pop over to the real life app, use some of those jokes with some new people that you meet, or use some of these new expressions to start a conversation. So let's get into it. Hey there, real lifer. Have you downloaded the real life English app yet? On the app, Andrea and I will guide you beyond the classroom to live learn, and even speak English in the real world. So how do we do this? To start with, you can listen to the Real Life English podcast and Beyond Borders talk show, even this very episode, with digital transcripts so that you can follow along and develop your listening fluency. Plus, check dozens of definitions of all the most difficult vocabulary, idioms, phrasal verbs, slang, and so much more that you won't find anywhere else or in any other podcast. And how would you like to develop real-life speaking confidence at the touch of a button by speaking with other learners while making friends across cultures? Sounds like a dream, right? Well, now with the Real Life app, it will be a dream come true. Download the app to listen to our podcast with transcripts and definitions whenever and wherever you want and speak with people from all around the world. What are you waiting for? Join our global community today by clicking the link in the description of this podcast or by going to www.reallifeglobal.com app. That's A-P-P. Or simply search for the Real Life English app in the Google Play or Apple App Store today and let us guide you beyond the classroom to live and learn and speak English in the real world. Ah, yeah. All right. So we're going to start off, first of all, with some expressions that have to do with eating. So there are different things that you would use when you're actually maybe sitting down at a table with someone to have a meal. And then the other ones, they're more figurative. So they're like idiomatic expressions related to eating. So they sound like you're talking about eating, but it's really talking about something else, like a piece of cake isn't talking about a literal piece of cake. Exactly. So in the first set, what's the first expression that we have, Kasse? The first expression is to grab a bite to eat. Mm. This might be pretty obvious for people, hopefully, but what is a, a bite if you take a bite of something, for example. When you take a bite of something, you're literally like sinking your teeth into it. You're, you know, getting a little piece <laughs> of it. That's like we might say to someone if they're eating something tasty, like, can I have a bite of that? Yeah, can I have a bite of that? Um, uh, keep, we sometimes say, keep me a bite, like, you know, or save me a bite. Like, you know, just keep a little piece of mm. that, you know, so that I can yeah. have a taste. So that I can have a taste. Exactly. That's a, a good one. Uh so if you grab a bite to eat, you're probably not literally getting just one bite, right? When would we use that expression? So if you grab a bite to eat, you're basically going to get something to eat. So usually a snack or, you know, a light meal. Um, 
And yeah, so it's, it's usually, you know, it's usually a light meal or something, you know, small that you're going to have to eat. And you could use this a lot, right? With friends to say, I don't know, let's, do you want to go grab a bite to eat? Or maybe if you're wanting to excuse yourself from a conversation, if you're on like the app or something, then you could say, it was nice meeting you, but I got to go. I'm going to go grab a bite to eat. Yeah. And, and we don't always say to eat, right? I'm going to go grab a bite. Like we don't always have to add. You could shorten it, right? Yeah. So Mm -hmm. that's useful to know. Good point. All right. The next one, maybe if you've gone out to grab a bite to eat with your friend, you could tell him or her, man, you eat like a pig. (laughs) Yeah. I think this one has two meanings and both of them are negative. Um, So if you eat like a pig, you're usually quite greedy and you're eating like way too much. Um, But Mm. you could also be eating in a very disgusting, messy way. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. If you, maybe you could use that like with a child or something mm-hmm. if they're being really messy because you want to tell them to eat a little bit more politely and not get so much food on their <laughs> mouth and yeah. on the floor, but rather in their mouth. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, I've never heard, I think it would be quite offensive to say this to, I don't know. I, I, to a friend. To a friend. I guess like depending depending on the presentation and how well you know each other, you could use it kind of jokingly. Exactly. But, you should be careful. <laughs> yeah, this one is a little bit rude. <laughs> and the, the next one's pretty similar. Do you mm. want to share that one? To stuff your face or to stuff mm. one's face. Right. So what does that mean? Basically the same thing. I think if you stuff your face, you're eating a lot of food, usually in a sort of greedy way. Uh, and mm. I think I think there might be a little difference or maybe it's quite it is quite similar because I think when you're stuffing your face, you're eating quite fast. You're, you know, you're not really, mm-hmm. you know, taking the time to pause between, um, <laughs> between, um, foods. You're sort of just like eating a lot in a very short period of time. Right. Actually in the intro, I think I said that you could be pigging out at an all you can eat buffet. So that's another similar one is to pig out a phrase verb, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it'd be something like that, that if you're at an all you can eat buffet, most people like stuff their face because it's like there's a lot of good things look really good and stuff. You want to try everything and you end up with a stomach ache after because you just ate way too much. Exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Mm -hmm. Or I know I tend to stuff my face when I go to the, I haven't been since before COVID, but when I go to the movies with the popcorn, I can't help but stuffing my face. It's like, you know, grabbing big handfuls and trying to get it in. Oh yes. So addictive. (laughs) Like, I don't know. Okay. Sorry. Now I'm doing my, stuffing faces at the movie at the movies but like do you usually do candy and do you do like what do you do when you when you're at the movies only popcorn and soda? usually just yeah usually just popcorn i could do candy but it's just like they overcharge so oh, much for true. everything at the movie theater that i'm usually like you know just popcorn and a soda usually you get like a, a combo mm-hmm. deal right yeah um so i'll just do that but here i don't know in the States, they don't do this. At least I haven't seen it anywhere. But here it's really common that you can have sweet popcorn or salty popcorn or you can get, uh, mm. they do like a half and half. So that can, sometimes we'll do that and it can kind of give you the best of both worlds of having that kind of sweet and salty. Yeah. Mm. It's the same here. Well, no, we don't have the sweet, salty, <laughs> you know, option here. But we also, um, it's quite expensive to 
to buy candy um, at the movie theater. So we usually just um, sneak it in, <laughs> sneak it in our bags, <laughs> throw it on the popcorn, and just like eat it like that. But uh, yeah, not a, don't do that. Don't. That's hilarious. That's like my, my mom does that with the popcorn, <laughs> mm-hmm. not because it's really expensive, but because the movie theater popcorn tends not to be so healthy. Like it's got oh, so much a bunch of yeah. weird stuff on it, right? And so mm. she'll like air pop the popcorn at home and then Come take on. it in a bag and like a big purse. <laughs> yeah. And no one, you know, and older woman and stuff, no one tends to like look through her purse and stuff. Yeah, so just, I like that. And it's an old lady, you know, with her big purse. Hmm. I used to do it when I was pregnant. So, like, no oh, one, like, you bothers you. They're like, okay, no, you need your space. Go ahead, ma'am. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I love that. Yeah. That's a good one. A good, good tip for any of our listeners <laughs> that, that don't want to pay over-the-top prices at the movie theater. Yeah, yeah. But I, I think, um, yeah, don't, don't take that advice. You might get into trouble. Don't, mm. Just don't. <laughs> Our next one is very similar, right? It's to scarf something down or to wolf something down. Is there one of these that you would use more than the other one? Wolf down. Yeah. You'd use wolf down. I believe that's like more common in British English as well. Mm-hmm. And we'd probably say in the US more scarf down. Mm. Okay. Yeah. I've never used to scarf something down. Um, I've heard no. it, never used it. So yeah. You can you can start. Maybe it's a good opportunity to add something to your vocabulary, <laughs> to your jargon. I will. I will actually. I think it, it sounds a lot more fancy. I don't know. Wolf paints like sounds a picture. Fancy. Yeah, like it's like you imagine this wolf, wolf eating. um eating, but like scoffing. Like I was like at first, I was like scoff something down. Mm, sounds fancy because <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a scarf that you wear exactly. or something like that. Hmm. I've never thought of it that way. To me, it's just like, because I imagine the actual person, it's again, like a lot of the words we've talked about, but just eating something really quickly mm-hmm. and it doesn't sound that fancy <laughs> to me because of that probably, but the wolf one definitely paints more of a picture. Yeah. At least wolves are like dogs, right? They just eat their food way too fast and stuff. Exactly. Um, okay. The next one, we're moving away a little bit. I love this expression. Have you ever heard it before? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I so it's it. a moment on the lips, forever on the hips. Mm-hmm. Okay, this one is fact. Like it's not a, it's not just an expression. It's like a good tip for life. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a life lesson. Uh, I, I remember this one from like a Friends episode where Joey. Oh, it could be. Yeah, I, I don't know why that one sticks in my mind, but I think like um, Rachel's friend Amy is staying with. Her and Joey, they're sharing in a, mm-hmm. the, the apartment. And um, I think Amy tells Joey this, like she she tells him, like, I think he's eating pizza or something. And she says a moment on the lips forever on the hips. And it really upsets him. <laughs> and then his response is like, I'm curvy and I like it. And I think like that just, it's a, it's a classic line. That's a good response, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no shame uh, mm-hmm. when it comes to eating delicious pizza. But um, yeah. So hips, what part of the body is that in case people aren't so up to date on their anatomy? So the hips are like the... Shakira's, you know, exactly. the part that Shakira moves when she dances. The part Shakira moves when she dances. It's the part like sort of just below your waist. Um, and it's the upper part of the leg. It's the sort of top part of the leg. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right above your thighs. So... <laughs> and we say this because obviously it's like a moment on the lips, like something tastes really good in your mouth. Yeah. But then the consequence might be that depending on your diet uh, the rest of the week, that might affect your your curves, right? Exactly. 
That's a great, a great expression. Probably not one that you would want to say to someone like in that episode of Friends because unless you know them really well, because it obviously it would not be so polite. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think it's just one of those things where I, I don't think, um, you know, it's, it, it's good advice. I, I personally like this expression, but I, I do think, as you said, you know, people could take it the wrong way if, you know, they have some insecurities. So mm-hmm. yeah, be careful when you're using it. So I'm really curious about the next one with you since uh, living in South Africa, there's uh, certainly some historical Dutch influence. I'm curious if people use this expression there. So it's to go Dutch. No, we do not use it. I've never heard anyone use it. I think the only people who use it um, probably watch a lot of American TV. Um, <laughs> so that's everyone. But we don't use this um, very often. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what does it mean? Do you, do you know what it means? Yeah, I, I believe it means to go sort of 50 50 on like mm-hmm. um, the expenses of like a meal or an activity. Or it could also probably mean like, you know, each person paying for themselves. So not, mm-hmm. sh- yeah, sharing the cost. Of- right. It's uh, it's very progressive, right? Because mm-hmm. at least traditionally speaking, it's supposed to be like the man pays for the woman mm-hmm. on a date. And if you go Dutch, it's like you're, I don't know, you're being maybe a more modern or progressive couple that are splitting <laughs> it. Although I know that uh, a lot of women still prefer kind of like the chivalry, the chivalry right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I think, um, people always feel like, um, you know, they want that progressive, uh, sort of element to their relationships, but then they really want the guy to, <laughs> to pick up the tab. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I, yeah, I like this expression. I like going Dutch. I think it's my husband and I did it throughout our relationship. Uh, now that mm-hmm. we're married now, it doesn't obviously matter anymore, but it yeah, I think so much, it's, yeah, it's a great way to, yeah, to go. Where do you think this comes from? Do you think like culturally, is it like a very Dutch thing to split the tab or is it just uh, something that was invented in the U.S.? I, there must be like uh, some <laughs> historic, like cultural meaning behind it, but I, I really don't know. I think it, maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe it's, maybe the Dutch are <laughs> very <laughs> fond of splitting the costs of things. I, I really yeah. don't know. I know like the Dutch have a fame they they have a couple fame things, but one thing that they're famous for is money because they had like I think historically they had like a lot of the most important banks in in Europe and stuff and um, things like this. So there's definitely a relationship with them being good with money or maybe being I don't know if it would be like a bit greedy or a bit frugal with money. Uh, and I think the other thing maybe it could come out of is I think Holland's one of the most progressive countries in Europe. So maybe uh, they were kind of sense. ahead of the curve on having kind of like equal, equal equality between men and women. Yeah. That I, I think I would, I would think that makes sense. Yeah. It answers the question. <laughs> the latter is a nicer, a nicer, <laughs> yeah. a nicer uh, <laughs> explanation, right? Yeah. All right. Uh, we have another one with an animal. Do you want to share this one? Okay. So hungry. I'm so hungry. I could eat a horse. Yeah. Would you use this one? Yeah. I I quite like these sort of hyperbolic expressions. Um, (laughs) It's sort of like a personality thing with me. I I love exaggerating um, because I think it really just paints paints a lovely picture and lets people know exactly how you're feeling, Um, obviously Mm -hmm. in an exaggerated way. But um, I think with this one, I would use it because... 
Um, if I was very hungry, I would, and I, you know, it, that, what does that even mean? I hate, you know, using words that don't really um, express how you actually feel. And when you say, I'm so hungry, I could eat a horse. People know exactly how hungry you are. You would eat anything right. at this moment. So I quite like that. It's a really good one, yeah, uh, in that way. That was a perfect explanation. Uh, and maybe if your friend is so hungry that they could eat a horse or someone tells you that, you might not want to invite them over to your place because they might eat you out of house and home. Mm, yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> what is this? It's probably pretty apparent from the, the definition, but what does that mean if someone eats you out of house and home? It means that like this person eats too much food while they're at your house. So this could be someone who lives yeah. with you or a guest who comes over for a short period. Um, mm -hmm. So I usually hear moms with teenage sons using this expression. Mm. Like, oh, that he makes eats a lot of, sense. of house and home. Yeah, so, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, eating too and probably You can get away with that, right? Uh, talking about your own children. Mm -hmm. Again, if you have a guest over and you say, you're going to eat me out of house and home... <laughs> Probably they probably won't be staying at your house again. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Which maybe that's what you want, but uh, <laughs> just to be aware of it. <laughs> yeah, that's the aim. I don't want you to come back, so um, I'll let you know exactly how I feel. But um, yeah, it's a, it's a good one um, too. I think it really expresses. Actually, no. Again, very hyperbolic. Like no one's going to eat you out of house and home. They're just eating too much. Um, but. Um, yeah, I, I, again, paints a, it paints a good picture. Um, mm. All right. Uh, similarly, I guess if you're eating too much, you might spoil your appetite and you mm. might need to work up an appetite. We'll use both of these. So what, what do the two mean? So to work up an appetite means that you, you've, you have a desire for food. So you've done something that made you want to eat. Um, so maybe perhaps you've gone to the gym or you've gone for a run and afterwards you feel quite hungry um, because, you know, your body, you know, burned calories and now you need to replace that energy. And so you need to eat because you've expended too much of your energy. Um, right. Yeah. Reminds okay. me of when we were in Brazil a couple weeks ago and we did a hike that was quite steep upwards and uh -huh. then steep downwards, right? To yeah. go to the, to go to a certain beach. Mm -hmm. And we then went to like a, I don't know what you'd call this actually in English, but like a beach hut, right? Like a place that, a restaurant on the beach mm -hmm. because we'd worked up an appetite. We were really hungry and we needed to, to have some refreshing beer and some, some tasty, salty, I don't even remember what we had, but uh, some, <laughs> I think we had <laughs> something. like fries we had and fish and yeah. Fried things, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah, exactly that. We need we needed to replace uh, the energy we expended on the hike. Just a quick interruption to ask you a question. Do you ever feel frustrated when you are listening to a podcast, watching a TV series, or you are in a conversation in English and you do not understand what is said? Wouldn't it be great if there was some way to understand real English without getting lost and without getting bored? Well, now there is. With our Real Life Native Immersion course, we will take you on a 41-week real-life adventure of the English language, each week exploring a different topic connected to our goal to help you understand and use your English in the real world. 
Just imagine understanding your favorite TV series without subtitles, or confidently speaking with someone and comprehending everything they say. You can do it, and we're here to help. And the best part is, you can try it for free with our three-part power learning series. Just go to reallifeglobal.com slash pod to sign up. That's P-O-D. Or simply click the link in the description of this episode. So another good one to use with like a teenager maybe would be the other one to spoil one's appetite. What would it mean if you tell your son like, don't eat that, you're going to spoil your appetite? Mm. So it means that you're doing something that's going to ruin your next meal or the so mm. for example like having a chocolate before dinner um would spoil your appetite because you're going to be less hungry when it's time to eat dinner so mm-hmm. um yeah it would ruin the next meal generally like when we eat junk food we'd use that right because you're eating something that's going to take away from eating something healthier at your main meal later right True. But I'm also thinking that, you know, you could use it. It doesn't necessarily have to be food that spoils your appetite because, you know, I could watch a really um, gross scene in a movie and it could spoil my appetite. I'd be like, oh, yeah. okay, no, I'm not that hungry anymore. I always think that that the, the series nowadays are like overly graphic. Anytime there's like someone getting a shot or doing surgery or anything, it's like they have yeah. to actually show it. And sometimes you're watching it. <laughs> while you're eating and that kind of spoils your appetite, right? Exactly, yeah. Mm-hmm. Good point. All right, I love the next one. So it's uh, if we have something that we really love to eat or that we find is really delicious and you're seeing it, it might make your mouth water or you might even say that that thing is mouth watering. Yeah, that's true. So like, I always think of it like when you see, smell or imagine that thing, the idea mm-hmm. could also make your mouth water, just the idea of like tasting it. And, and mm-hmm. so this one is, yeah, I like this one a lot because we sometimes, I, I feel like I've heard people refer to people as mouth watering. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I've heard that before. So I think it's like that idea. You, yeah. some, someone looks so good that they... <laughs> They're mouth watering. Delicious. They're delicious. Yeah. So I think that's like any any word like that, right? That is like a synonym of delicious can Mm -hmm. also be used in a in kind of like a sensual way in that sense. Yeah. (laughs) That's a good thing to know with some of the the terms today is that you could probably repurpose these in a in a more um, I don't know if you're out on the town (laughs) with your friends and you see someone that's just very attractive. You mm-hmm. have, you're at a loss of words. It's not enough just to say they're handsome or beautiful. Mm-hmm. You might want to say, oh, wow, they're mouthwatering. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I love it. It's really clever. Um, but this is interesting too, because I, I can't think of any other way other than with plants, maybe that would use water as a verb in this way. So it's like, it makes your mouth water. It's kind of like an interesting use of that word. Um, all right. Something I find really interesting is that in, I think, pretty much every language that I've learned, there's something that they'll say when it's time to eat. So you'll be sitting at the table with your family or with friends even, and you'll say, you know, uh, buen provecho in Spanish, for example. For example, for example. Uh, <laughs> mixing, mixing languages. <laughs> I'm starting to think, yeah, I'm starting to think about like Portuguese. They say like, um, what did they say? Bom appetite, right? Mm. And we have this like in English, right? Like bon, uh, bon appetit, you can say, 
but I think people don't, at least in the States, people don't use that so often. Yeah. But when I was growing up, at least people might use a term like dig in or chow down saying kind of like, you know, it's time to, it's time to eat, go ahead and eat your food. It's not quite as fancy as in other languages, but <laughs> I think it's quite funny actually as like a reflection of English now that I've learned other languages. Yeah. Like I think here in South Africa, we would also say dig in. Um, yeah, that's the only one I can think of. At the start would of you me. say bon appetit very often? No, <laughs> I, I think I've, I've heard like, you know, sometimes my dad is being fancy at Christmas or, you know, people mm. want to say, want to sound a little bit more fancy before a special meal, but no, I don't think people use it very often. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's something I've gotten asked a lot by like students and stuff is like, what do you say when you eat? And it's like, well, you can say that, but you, yeah, it's, you sound too fancy, right? In most, in most cases. So that's a really good one. Dig in or chow down, I think is a little bit less, uh, a little bit more crass, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Unrefined. But you could say that with like friends and stuff. Um, okay. We have a couple more in this category. So uh, they're they're actually opposites. So you might say that someone like really put away some item of food. So they really put away their dinner. They really put away, uh, she put away the whole pizza in one sitting. If you have like maybe a friend who's a greedy eater. Mm-hmm. And the opposite might be that someone picks at something. So I don't know. You have a son. Does he like pick at his food? Is there anything he doesn't like eating particularly? There's a lot he doesn't like eating. Um, and yes, he <laughs> he does pick at, pick at his food. I think a similar one we would use here is like to eat like a bird. He eats like a bird. Mm. He kind of just like eats little bits of food instead of yeah. eating the whole meal. Right. Um, we might say uh, we'd use this a lot with kids, but you also find adults who are a picky eater, probably yeah. because they pick at their food or they eat like a bird, right? Yeah, it's perfect. There's many, many things they don't like eating. Great. Uh, so we have a few idiomatic expressions to go over before we wrap up today's episode. So uh, we talked about to grab a bite to eat, we actually have like a lot of expressions with this word as well. So one of them is bite off more than you can chew. Mm-hmm. So Cassie already talked about what bite means, but what does this expression or this idiom mean? Uh, to bite off more than you can chew means to take on more than you can handle. So to to do more than you're actually capable of doing or to mm-hmm. not to do more than you're capable of doing, but to say that you're to commit to, to it yeah to commit yeah. to to doing more than you're actually capable of mm-hmm. which it's a good one to use at, at work maybe if you're apologizing to your boss because you missed a deadline you could just say oh i bit off, i'm sorry i bit off more than i could chew yeah absolutely it's a good one um and you can i guess you can think of this in the literal sense it's like if someone takes a really big bite of something and their mouth's so full that they can't move their teeth up and down right they can't chew so it's like comes from that, I'm sure. Yeah, it's a really good um, way to think of it. Like when your mouth's too full and you're unable to chew, you're really struggling, right? And you're you've got yourself in like a a situation where you know if you only just paced yourself, took smaller bites, you'd be okay. Mm. But now you have to figure out this mess. You stuffed your face. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a good one. And uh, did you ever, when you were a kid, play a game called I think it's called Fuzzy Bunny? Does that ring a bell? No, this is probably not. a really American thing. So like, you know what marshmallows are? Yeah. <laughs> so marshmallows, I, I don't know if that's like a very American thing to eat, but it's like a sweet 
puffy thing that will like roast over the fire, for yeah. example, if we go camping. Mm-hmm. But there's a game called Fuzzy Bunny that kids will play where it's oh, like you stuffing your mouth with put, as many. Exactly. Um, it's you, you actually do one at a time. You do one and you say Fuzzy Bunny. Then you do two and you do Fuzzy Bunny. And you, you're not like chewing them or swallowing them. You're just like putting them in your mouth without chewing or swallowing. And it's pretty much you're seeing how many you can get in your mouth and still say Fuzzy Bunny. Oh, it sounds like fun. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a good way to practice your pronunciation in I English. Think- I think I've seen a similar <laughs> game. Isn't there one that you do with grapes or like, mm. I think you could do it you with any kind use of grapes. Right. It's just kind of dangerous though. Cause like, I think, I don't know. I just like remember people kind of like starting to choke and stuff doing <laughs> no. that. That's not, not a very safe, <laughs> not a safe game, game to play. It's mm-hmm. funny when you're a kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, we have another one here with bite. Do you want to share that one? Okay. So to bite your tongue, um, biting your tongue means to hold back and stop yourself from saying something that you really want to say. Usually because if you say it, you know, you might get into trouble or you might make, uh, make the situation worse. So, right. Uh, and literally that would mean like you're actually biting your tongue. It's kind of like you're biting your tongue to keep you from speaking. Right. Mm -hmm. You could think of, but Yeah. Maybe you're out to eat with a friend and they're really just like (laughs) eating like a pig, but you're going to bite your tongue because you don't want to offend them, even though it's kind of grossing you out. Yeah, it's it's a good one. (laughs) Like maybe it's spoiled your appetite um, watching them eat, so you just bite your tongue. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. All right. Uh, The next one, take something with a grain of salt. What does that mean? Mm. It means to not completely believe something that someone has said um, because you think that it could possibly be untrue. So Mm. you give them the benefit of the doubt kind of to some extent, but you're not going to believe them, you know, entirely. You're not going to believe everything they're saying. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, you could use it also maybe if you're giving someone advice and you could just say, you know, take this with a grain of salt, but, and then the piece of advice to kind of say like, you take this as you will and stuff, like maybe it's not, it's not true, but this is what I've observed. Uh, so it can be a more humble way to give a recommendation, Mm, right? True. Yeah, that's right. Um, mm -hmm. all right. The, do you want to share the next one? Mm, To dish the dirt. Um, so it's a good one, right? It's a good one to reveal <laughs> secrets or spread gossip about someone. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think this one is so similar to like spilling the beans or spilling the tea. So dishing the dirt to reveal uh, yeah. secret information. Yeah, I saw that one on the uh, on the live. Uh, Cassie did an an Instagram live yesterday with food expressions. So kind of similar to today, but they were different expressions, right? That actually had to do with food more than eating. But yeah. you've said that the to spill the tea, which I'd never heard before. I think it must be, maybe it comes more from British English where they have uh, more expressions related to tea. Maybe. <laughs> I think it's more <laughs> of like a, yeah, it's a, it's a very modern, I think, way of saying, you know, spilling the beans. I think it, yeah, I think it could be. Mm. Related to the British sort of idea of like tea time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we we might have we have one with like spilt milk. Like don't cry over spilt milk. Yeah, yeah. That's that's a good it's one. It's like someone's <laughs> complaining about something that's not 
such a big deal, right? It's a small thing. Yeah, it's already happened. It's over. You know, don't complain about it. Don't stress about it. Get over it. <laughs> Get over it. Exactly. I think actually I want to add with like spilling the tea, like the tea and the dirt in this uh, case is the gossip and spilling mm-hmm. it is revealing the, or the gossip or the, the secret information. So the dirt and the tea is, so you could say, what's yeah. the tea? What's the news? What's the, mm. what's the gossip? Yeah. Um, I don't think you could say what's the beans though. I don't think it works with that <laughs> no, one, right? It doesn't work <laughs> with the beans, unfortunately. Yeah. And with, uh, yeah, you could do that though. What's the dirt or like, what's the dirt on someone? Mm-hmm. Or do you have the dirt on someone? It's like, you want to know kind of like the secrets of that person or the, I don't know, the dirty secrets. Yeah. Uh, but we can also like use it the other way, like dish, you know, it's exactly. like, you know, your friend knows a secret and you're just like dish, you know, <laughs> exactly. to say that you need to tell it, tell me. Yeah. Or spill, like, you know, like, come on, spill, spill, spill. Spill like, it. Yeah. I've, I've heard people use that. Um, and mm-hmm. yeah, I think this one, these are very versatile um, expressions. Cut them, join Amazing. Them. <laughs> so the next one is eat one's words. What does it mean if you tell someone to eat their words or you're going to eat your words? If you are forced to eat your words, or if you have to eat your words, it means that you were probably wrong about something and you have to admit that you were wrong. Right. I think you could use this also, like maybe if someone was insulting you or something like that, and you could say, oh, I'm going to make you eat your words. Like I'm going to prove to you it's not right what you're saying. So I don't know, maybe if your friend says, uh, I know I'm faster than you, you say, oh, no, let's have a race. I'm going to make you eat your words. It means oh, like, I'm going to prove okay. to you that I'm faster than you, than you actually. Mm, right? Exactly. I'm going to make you admit that I'm, I'm going to prove and you're going to have to admit that you were wrong about what you just said. So, exactly. Yeah. All right. So we had dish the dirt and we have uh, another one that's kind of related to dishes. And that could be like, if you have a lot on your plate, what does it mean if you have a lot on your plate? If you have a lot on your plate, you have a lot of work to do and you have a lot of things that you need to deal with. Um, usually an overwhelming amount. So maybe too hmm. much to handle. Um, so yeah, if you have a lot maybe on your because plate. Because you bit off more than you could chew, right? And then yeah, your plate's too full. Exactly. That's exactly it. You bit off way too much and now you are in a bad situation. Hmm. Could say you're in a pickle. That's probably a pretty American one, right? Yeah. To be in a pickle, I I don't think I've ever used it. Like, of course, I know what it <laughs> means, but I I've never used it in my life. That's <laughs> is like a conundrum, right? It's a difficult, complex situation. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, a tight spot. You're in a a tight spot. Yeah. You're in a tight spot. Yeah. All right, Noah. I'll let you do the honors with the last one on our list. Uh, okay. So the last one is. To leave a bad taste in one's mouth. Hmm. <laughs> what does that mean? Uh, it means an unpleasant situation that makes you feel a, a mixture of like maybe disgust, disappointment, maybe anger. So the situation or the thing that you're experiencing makes you feel an unpleasant feeling. Um, so for example... Um, I just witnessed someone treat a dog um, cruel in a cruel way and, and it left a bad taste in my mouth. Maybe it's a friend and I thought we were close. I thought we knew each other, but now <laughs> that experience left a bad taste in my made mouth. Made you question. And, yeah, it made right. me question this friendship. I don't think we could be friends anymore. Yeah. Yeah. 
that's a perfect example. Definitely would be my case if I see someone mistreating a dog that I thought was a good person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so we've given you a ton of expressions today. Hopefully it's been valuable. I really recommend you jump over to the Real Life app and you have a conversation with someone and try to use a couple of these because that's the best way to remember is to use them right away. Or find another opportunity where you can put some of these to use, be it at work, be it with a close friend. And if you want to learn even more expressions like this, we mentioned that Casa yesterday, actually, when you're listening to this, it was actually about a week ago, did an, a, an Instagram Live, which you can find over on our Instagram at reallife.english, all about different expressions related to food, similar to spill, spill the tea, right? Or spill the beans. <laughs> yes. So you can learn a lot more. Uh, of these expressions that we use every day. And thanks so much for joining us on the Real Life English Podcast, and we'll see you next week. One, two, three. Oh yeah. yeah. Hey again, I hope you enjoyed today's lesson. Don't be a stranger. You can find all the notes like vocabulary, links, and more for this lesson on our blog at reallifeglobal.com. And connect with us and on Instagram at reallife.english for even more fun English recommendations. Do you want to continue your learning and get confident, fluent English? Then I have a couple great recommendations for you. First of all, check out our YouTube channel, Learn English with TV series, where you can have fun learning to understand fast-speaking natives with your favorite movies, series, and more without getting lost, without missing the jokes, and without subtitles. Second, if you like our podcast, then our real-life native immersion course is perfect for you. It is the next best thing to studying abroad in an English-speaking country. Try it for free with our three-part power learning series. Just go to reallifeglobal.com slash pod to sign up. Finally, if you are enjoying our podcast, then please assist us in helping more people go beyond the classroom and live their English. You can do this by sending a link to this podcast to a friend or by leaving us a five-star review wherever you are listening. We might even shout you out on the podcast. Stay healthy and safe, and I look forward to seeing you next week. Aw, yeah.